Two for None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen and I am back in the studio to talk to you all about the incredible couple of weeks of cricket we've just had. The Women's World Cup has resulted in victory for Australia in a dynamic and extraordinary fashion. The coronavirus is sweeping the globe and once again I find myself alone and solitary in the studio which can only mean one thing folks, that's right, Sting's back. That's right, it's time for another So Lonely edition of Two for None, where I, Patrick Cullen, try and do the job of two people and uh, host this show on my little lonely lonesome. Luckily, a certain handsome Englishman uh, with also the receding hairline is here to give me a hand. Um, Also here to give me a hand, Heidi Cheadle is on this pod, folks, to drop by. She's very excited following the Women's World Cup T20 international action just wrapping up uh, and has a full report for us. I gave her a call a little earlier in the day. Alex Spinks is also on the show. Not only is he back from his whirlwind tour of the world uh, in the world's longest honeymoon, but he's got some great insights for us about the World Cup and the ODI series about to come up. Finally, Adam Hassan was so excited and so joy-filled by the Women's World T20 World Cup, he sent me in a tape, so we'll play a bit of Hold Up Hey as well. So much to happen in this episode, folks. What a time to be alive. Um, Let's crack into it with a quick chat to the one and only Heidi Cheadle. And uh, back on the pod, the woman, the myth, the legend, Heidi Cheadle. Hyde, how are you, pal? What's going on in your life? I am so good. I am so keen for this pod. <laughs> You're so keen for Aussie, this pod, Hyde. Man, I am just, I'm so keen. I'm so keen to be here. I'm keen to talk to you. Man, um, how are you? I'm, I'm great, Hyde. I am, you know, following this, uh, the epicness that was the Women's World Cup with some just genuine terror about the coronavirus. Um, and uh, that's just the world that I'm living in now. Um, yeah, but everyone's losing their minds. We're just losing our minds across the board. I've got to stop reading statistics. That's what I have to do. I just need to stop paying attention to the news. One hundred p. One hundred p. One hundred p. It's only sad stuff. Um, Hides, uh, how thrilled were you, pal? How thrilled were you with the victory that we experienced? I don't. I don't think I've even been able to assemble appropriate words. It was too much. It was, I used so much energy into the final that as soon as the game was over, I just about died. I was like, this is <laughs> unreal. <laughs> I was like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Woo! Oh my God, I was so proud of my girls. I was so proud of them. Mate. But and that... I will say, like, I, I kind of feel bad for India. Like, they had such a competitive tournament yeah. and they just, like, did not have it on that game. And, I mean, I know there's, like, a bunch of babies playing, but, man, like, what I mean, what a what a force Healy and, and Mooney were. It was just Ooh. unreal. It was just it was unreal. Like being there, I was like, I was like twenty rows back, man. Like I was for real. In it. For real. Hides, what a time for you, mate. You must have just been losing your damn head, man. If 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 like I was in my element, like, <laughs> element. Your natural I was environment. Like, give me a catch, baby. Give me a catch. 
So Heidi, let me let me let me tease you out on this. What was the difference in the Australian side that turned up for that first match versus India versus the Australian side that turned up for the final? Like it was quite a long cycle when you think about it. We kind of started against India, we finished against India, but the results we turned out were massively different. I mean, from being there, Hides, what what do you think the key differences were in those two performances? Well, I'm glad you asked, Patrick. Um, <laughs> I, uh, look, I look. I'm not. I'm not an expert, but look, here's what I will say. Great. What I will say is, I think. Um, I think on the day, mm. whoever's nerves and and experience like will settle the quickest will get off onto a start. And I think the experience that the Australian players have, like a lot of India, you know, were born like three days ago. So <laughs> coming out and on the big stage with eighty six of your best friends, eighty six thousand of your best friends, like it's a hard deal. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, hats off to Lanning for actually winning a toss and going into back because that was class. But yes. I think, and I, I've watched a lot of interviews. I'm not going to lie to you. I've watched a lot of interviews with the players. And like Healy always says, you know, that's the kind of aggressive batter I am. And sometimes it comes off and sometimes it doesn't. And mm. did I not call that she would get runs this World Cup, Patrick? Did uh, I not say that? Heidi, I was like, Australia let's go back in the final, Healy in the runs. You called all of that, Cheadle. Like, you called every part of that, pal. You're an like, absolute bloody time. superstar. What a time for me. What a time for cricket. I love it. Hides, you were quite incredible. And look, like, huge hats off to Meg. She played out of her skin. A couple of those games, she was just really, she really clutched it, huh? Like, I'm thinking about South Africa. Like, I'm thinking about New Zealand. Oh, totally. Sorry, I was at the South Africa game too, and that was, oh, that was stressful. That was, like, it was clutch. It was very clutch. But landing back up against the wall, like... 10 times out of 10 times, she wins. I thought we were absolutely screwed there. I mean, I'm well documented what? for being no. a shit jumper. Yeah, 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 Hides. I see icebergs and I'm already in the water. Like, I'm out of here. And you, you left. You're uh, out of it. I, I'm always like, we're done. We're done. We're done. Um, and no. we were not done, Hides. Not by a long shot. Um, and yeah, Meg mm-hmm. was just immense in that. That 49 off 49 was, was extraordinary. Um, and like. Oh, it was a game changer, yeah. You know, and like, didn't the South Africans pull out a few as well? Like, they really pushed it to the limit. Uh, Wolvart. So, you, know? you won Wolvart. Oh, my goodness what me. A player, The Heidi. gal can hit. She can. Can, can she not hit them, Heights? I believe that when she hits oh them, they stay me. hit. Goodness. S- sorry, like, her shape, she didn't waver. You can't teach. That's textbook right there. Sorry, exposing all of your stumps, like, come at me, try to get me out, and then let me just. Loft cover drive you for like one bounce four. Yeah. Like, thanks for coming. See you later. That was wild. Like, straight up, truly and genuinely wild, Hides. Oh, I mean, and this is jumping forward now, but I really wanted to, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Heidi would have loved this. Molly Strano <laughs> with the um, with the heels on <laughs> in the press conference oh the next day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How good was that? Just been like, man, yeah. that was. They, oh, it just looks so much fun to be a part of them. Like, I was so happy that I can't even tell you, like, how happy I was. The atmosphere was unreal. There were so many people there. So many people there, might I add. They actually, like, run out of alcohol. Like, what? Did they? Anyway, that's besides the point. But it just looks so fun. And then I was like, yes, love my team. We win World Cup. Get in. And then I was like, oh, my God. I'm, like, writhing with jealousy. Like, everything they do just looks so fun. Like, dancing on stage with Katy Perry. Like, that's unreal. That, that- doesn't happen to everyone. 
and to, in front of the crowd hearts. Hey, like Sophie we've... Molyneux up there, like, leading the pack. What a champion. <laughs> my kind of gal right there. We briefly mentioned it, but how phenomenal was the crowd turnout for the final, Heidi? Like It was unreal. Uh, absolutely amazing and what an incredible day out you know a couple of the the players were saying that only weeks before they've been playing at the mcg in front of 20 and then to come out and play in front of eighty-six thousand was just wild i mean you know as you say those three-year-old indian players who are only just out of the womb um you can understand them being slightly intimidated in that situation Heights. oh 100 percent. and you know what else i was thinking and i'm just going to throw this to you as well Please. like if you're batting and there's that much noise, like surely you'd have to work on like some special hand signals calling because oh, me you, just going like yeah and run, how would you know? Or you, like a big old no. You'd have to you'd have to have to develop hand signals, Hides. I'm completely with you there. Um, yeah. there it had to be a complex series of smoke signals, even um, <laughs> maybe a complicated series of facial gestures that you could yeah. do. I'm not sure. And it had to be yeah. practical and applicable, but I'm absolutely with you, mate. That could have been the thing that lost them out, Hides. Maybe this is where you could come in with some like cricketing linguistics. Maybe this is how I get in. Maybe this is my avenue. This is the avenue, Hides. This is it. This is it. We always knew that there was a avenue. We just hadn't quite found it yet, and that that makes a lot of sense (laughs) to me. Um, In terms of the totals, uh, Beth Mooney finished on top of the uh, runs list, followed by Healy, um, Nat Siver, and uh, Heather Knight. Um, Ian, were you impressed Uh, by any other performances there? Um, ooh, you I mean, a, well, that, yes. You had a thought, Definitely, sorry, Hides, I interrupted you. So you sorry, sorry, I just, just because you brought up the English names, I think it deserves a moment, maybe a moment of silence for England, because getting found <laughs> out, like, anything could have happened on that semi, and they didn't even get a crack as a final. And let yeah. me tell you, Pat, I was in Melbourne, just having my poached eggs, I looked to my right, and there I see Sophie Eccleston, and she was so sad. Oh. I was like, I, I bet you're sad. You don't even get a chance for the cup. What if England beat India and it was an Australia-England final? Like, anything could have happened. Yeah. So I, I believe a moment of silence would be appropriate. Yeah, and look, the same goes, Hards. I mean, not quite the same, but the West Indies and the South Africans were in a similar situation only a couple of days before. I oh. mean, this weather situation yeah. has been a nightmare, Heidi. I'm not for it's it. Been, and then let's just take that little weather tangent into the next bit. It's a massive World Cup. There was so much promotion for it. Mm. Why was there no reserve day? Why, Why did was they not there just no reserve? Why did Melbourne and not have a crack? Like, what is with um, the ICC? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. Everyone's thinking it. I'm saying it. And what is with the ICC, Hines, and their hatred of reserve days? What is their issue with them? Like, did reserve days kill their father in some kind of princess bride <laughs> scenario? <laughs> Are they like and they're Montoya this whole time? They're coming to seek revenge on reserve days? Why not have a reserve I day? I don't know. But let me ask this, and this is just a, I'm just gonna throw it out there real Please. quiet, just real delicately. Okay, I'm listening. Would they have had a rever- reserve game in the men's world? Like well, is that a thing? Or well, have we just missed the boat completely? Well, I know they didn't have one at the 50 other World Cup earlier in the year because we ended up with that ridiculous super over controversy with New Zealand and England. Oh, um, that was wild. That was wild. But I seriously hope they've brought it back. Cricket fans love games that go for multiple days. This is this is proven. We are the only sports fans outside of golfers, and I'm not even sure that golf's a, a thing, to be honest. It might all just be a collective hallucination. Um, we're the... <laughs> <laughs> we're the only sport hides <laughs> that loves things that goes for multiple days. Why not have an extra day? We are dedicated. The more, the, like, the merrier. The more the merrier. Bring it on. Bring it on. We'll Let watch it. Let me see my gals do their thing. Yeah. Don't, don't deprive them. 
Um, hey, Hides, can I just quickly ask you about Thailand? Did you get to see a couple of Thai games? How great was the energy? Did you see those dance oh, moves? Oh, my goodness. A couple sorry, of those, they I can think, play, man. Man, I think, sorry, in their last game, they brought it on. Like, that was incredible. They Like, their opening batters in the last game, they just, I remember the, the commentators and stuff were like, where has this been all tournament? And, man, it's, it's so good to see. I also say it's, I think Thailand is such a great reminder that it is all about like enjoying yourself and like it is a game like yes you're on a massive scale and um you know big stakes and you know like a lot that goes with it but they're just like very happy to be there and the captain is like so proud of her team there's no she like is. there's no negative stuff it's like if you drop it, it doesn't matter because you fielded the one before and That's man the they were dynamite we in the field we need a bit of that yeah they were absolute lightning like, in the field just so i imagine like playing out there like it I feel like that stress would be off just because everyone's, I don't know, I feel like it would be a very nice vibe out there with them. Oh, Hides, I completely agree. I think um, I think they would be the most delightful people to be around. And, and also, in addition, um, dude, before the World Cup, I made a comment along the lines of, oh, well, I think it's going to be the fielding that really lets Thailand down. I think that's going to be the point where they struggle. And uh, I was like the reverse Heidi Cheadle. <laughs> I was completely wrong about that. I'm just going to go and pull the old humble pie out of the oven and take a nice big bite of it. <laughs> take a turns big out, they were dynamite in the field and they are oh. a delight to watch. And thank you, Thailand. I, I can't wait to see them play some more. Um, I, I think we've mentioned Likewise. it on the, on the pod before, but I actually know a bloke who plays in the men's Thai team. Um, so I really hope that they start to make some progress as well. Nick James uh, is his name and he's an absolute legend. So um, a great oh, thing. sick. Look out for him. Right? Great things coming out of Thailand, cricket-wise. Um, and, and what incredible development there. Uh, and Hides, were you impressed by like uh, a couple of the other sides? Did Sri Lanka or New Zealand uh, rock your box? Oh, well... I mean, huge fan of Adipadu from Sri Lanka. Huge yes. fan. So, please. I believe she made the team of the tournament, didn't she? I think she did, yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so I love that for her. Feeling like, you know, living up to the name. Love that. And Giant um, Gunny. And then New Zealand. When we played New Zealand, I thought I thought it was a bit, you know, like, here we go. Like, this really could go either way. And then, you know, we got a couple of the big, the big wickets. And once Susie Bates was out, I was like, okay, okay. And how but, was um, I think, um, Healy stumping there off Georgia Wareham oh, to get out Sophie Devine? Oh, man. Oh, man. They'd obviously discuss something when they pointed at each other, like throwing it out wide. But that's unreal because Georgia Wareham came in, you know, no wickets, not really sure, and then boom, takes three. That's what you need. You yeah. need to step on up when you get the chance. That's it. That's a perfect, that's a perfect example of get your opportunity, do something good with it. And, and you know, she, she deserves to be there. She'll get picked again. Hides, can I also say how much I enjoyed watching Megan Schutz's ridiculous inswingers? She bowled so Hoopin. many suckers. <laughs> like, as you said before, a passport on those bad boys. Yeah, yeah. Whack a couple of stamps on them, Hides, because they're, they're moving between postcodes. Um, absolutely hooping around. And, you know, the other top wicket taker was from India, Yadav there, who, a very different bowler, um, got 10 wickets at 11, which is pretty bloody impressive. Oh, that's unreal. Um, wow. Should he got 13 at 10, which is pretty good in a 2020. That's pretty good. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah can't yeah, deny yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's no, pretty good. No denials. Um, Hides, uh, just a couple of final thoughts from you, mate. In terms of like the wrap-up, is there anything else you could have wanted out of this experience? 
Um, where is women's cricket going? Uh, just your general overview of this whole 2020 World Cup situation, 2020 in general. Oh, oh well, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> About four no, minutes no, currently. Um, so, you know, <laughs> feel free to fill it with whatever you got. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I talk, you'll listen. Love it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, look, I think with the way, I mean, I think this World Cup is hopefully the tip of the iceberg of where everything can go. I mean, with all the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All the like, production around it and everyone involved, like there were so many people there. And even in Melbourne itself, like it was just everybody knew it was happening. It was a massive countdown. So I think to be a part of women's cricket, having all these people that, you know, look up to and see on the TV. Like back in the day, it was like you'd have to look up the scorecard, and and now it's you know live at the MCG with Katy Perry. Like what? Like did like I think Australia brought the crowds. I, I don't think necessarily it was Katy Perry. So it's just unreal. So unreal tournament. Um, I think only onwards and upwards from here, really. And as somebody who has like minimally played alongside some of these girls, it's so cool to watch them do their thing, and then they come back to grade, and you know they beat the shit out of you on grade comp, but like that is what it is. <laughs> they deserve it because they win the World Cup. I don't know. I think it's such a positive thing and whilst I don't, obviously there's only one winner so then a few disappointed hearts, I, I don't think you can deny the the feel of the whole tournament and how important it is that it, it is where it is. Hides. How do you feel about it? Mate, I you think that I mean? you like summed that's... that up perfectly. I think I think you really did. I think it was an extraordinary event. And I'm really glad it happened before Corona hit and we're all going to have to stay inside and watch <laughs> cricket on television. Um, because And AFL's cancelled. All sports are cancelled. No Why? one's doing anything. Yeah, the next couple of tournaments are cancelled. They're all gone. Uh... Hides. It's all done now. So what I'm saying is I'm going to turn this into a Netflix recommendations podcast because that's all we're going to be able to do. <laughs> Um, mate, <laughs> thanks for all your work, Hides. Lovely to have you on. Um, thanks for making oh, some time so for us. Oh, it's so good to be here and chat. You're a legend, dude. And um, good luck you're on the weekend legend. if you're allowed to play. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, mate. I'll speak to you real soon. Thanks, Hides. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thank you, Heidi Cheadle. Great to have you on the show. What a legend. And what a time to be alive for women's cricket, especially women's cricket in Australia. Holy moly. But ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't stop there. Uh, it's time for a little bit of... That's right. Uh, I've got a sting in there, folks. You knew I'd do it sometime, and I did. Uh, uh, here we go. So uh, Adam Hassan has sent me in a tape. Uh, I have no idea what's on it. Uh, if I want to stop him at any point to comment, I will say, hold up, hey, to do so. Let's crack into it. Here is our Pakistan correspondent, Adam Hassan. Pakistan opened their World Cup campaign by securing one of their biggest wins in tournament history with a comprehensive victory against former champions, the West Indies. Bowling first, Diana Bay got us off to a great start with an opening spell of three overs, two for six. Our other bowlers maintained this pressure throughout the innings, restricting the West Indies to 124 for 7 with a disciplined bowling performance, Baig and Nidadar taking two wickets each. In the second innings, our openers Maniba Ali and Javeria Khan, who used to be a finger spinner, got us off to a flyer, and at 48 for 9 at the end of the power play, the game looked perfectly set for a typical Pakistan collapse. But it didn't come. When our captain Bismar Maruf came in at the loss Hold of up, the first mate. wicket... you got to love Adam's insight there, right? <laughs> I mean... 
uh, we've all been there. We've all been on the on the wrong side of batting collapses, and it's never a fun place to be. But um, I, I really do appreciate that joke. I also got to say that uh, Nita Dar was exceptional and has been for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I thought she she bowled and and played it very very well um, for Pakistan throughout the whole series. In fact, across the board, they had a lot of performers who who really did stand up, and it was it was sad to see that they weren't able to to make it the entire distance. Uh, Dana Baig, I think I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, she got a bunch. She got six wickets at 14, uh, including a two for 19. So that's that's some pretty solid work. Um, let's go back to our man, Mr. Hassan. The eighth over, with plenty of work still to do, she lifted the run rate. She didn't want to leave it until the last over. She didn't want to leave it to anyone coming in after her. She took responsibility for the chase. With two runs needed and eight wickets in hand, she skipped down the wicket and drove the Windies captain Stefani Taylor for four to seal a clinical victory with ten balls to spare. I love that. What was really impressive was the composure of the chase. Mm. We're used to Pakistan pulling off big upsets in big tournaments, most famously in the 2014 and 2016 editions of the tournament where we beat India. But it's usually a scrap. We tend to scrape through in tight finishes, and we don't look like a team that should win a game, but we somehow do. Hold up, hey. Here there was a calm... I, you know, I love it too that Adam just very subtly dips in that just very slight subtle dick, dick dig at India. Just a little, little, little like, how's it going? Remember how that happened? I mean, and and well may he do so, folks. Mel may he do so for exactly that reason. You know, whenever you've got a main provincial rival or a main rival in a sport any opportunity you have to uh, throw one out there is just very important to do so like how Australia smashed the Kiwis earlier in the year and will probably dominate them in the one day series to come you know just something little like that every once and again you know not all the time just just, just, just to remind them of uh, recent matches that's all I'm saying it's about Back batting that has not always been associated with Pakistan batting and the controlled chase gave us our first win of the tournament Unfortunately, after that excellent performance in the first match, we fell away, losing to England by 42 runs and South Africa by 17 runs, meaning that we were already out of the tournament by the time we came up against Thailand. Thailand batted first, and their innings was all about their booming and fearless strokes. Opener Natakan Chantam scored 56, Thailand's first half-century at the World Cup. Their top order put on a blazing display of stroke play to end their impressive maiden World Cup campaign. They posted their highest T20 score, 150 for 3, and then saw the rain come down as soon as their innings ended. It didn't stop, and Thailand lost the opportunity to take their first victory at a World Cup. Looking at Pakistan's campaign as a whole, Diana Baig was the standout for us with the ball, mm. while Ali Riaz had an impressive tournament with the bat. There are definitely positives to be taken from this tournament, and I think we have a real chance of reaching our first ever semi-final at the next World Cup. Overall, I thought this was an exciting, competitive tournament with a lot of close matches between evenly matched teams. And, of course, congratulations to Australia on another World Cup victory. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. I know it would have cost you a lot emotionally to say that, but if it makes you feel any better, um, you personally, Adam, absolutely smashed all of us uh, in our fantasy Big Bash League competition and showed that you know more about cricket than arguably any of us do. So, um, you know, there's positives to take away all over the joint. Um, no, but seriously, I thought Pakistan did play very well and were unlucky not to go a bit further. Uh, it does show a lot of talent in that in that team and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, yeah, as Adam says, be a lot more competitive in the uh, next edition of the tournament. Thank you, Adam, for your work. 
thank you for all of the tapes you've sent me over the last year. Um, it's been fantastic to have you as part of the team, and 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 you know you're just going from leaps to, to bounds to strengths to strengths to other uh, excellent work, mate. Thank you so much. Love you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, while we're talking about correspondence, I had a phone call earlier in the day from the one and only Alex Spinks. I'm going to throw to that now. So let's see what Spinks he had to say about the Women's World Cup and about the ODI series upcoming. Here we go. And on the line, we have the one and only Alex Spinks. Spinksy, you've heard yourself, pal. How are you tracking over there? Yeah, Matt, I just landed back in, a, in Australia two weeks ago from my honeymoon, finished that off diving off the Great Barrier Reef. Love that. Which was schmick. Um, moving into a new house in Sydney at the moment, and I've caught a falling box today and stuffed my arm. So, you oh, know, swings mate. and roundabouts. Oh, mate. What a disaster zone. Did you have an amazing honeymoon, though? Oh, it was brilliant. You know, three months overseas. It seems excessive to me, Spinksy. That seems excessive. That's a very, that's that's sensational really, isn't it? It might be a bit too much, some might say. Yeah. Our, our uh, reasoning was we've been together for 12 years at this point. We've deserved this holiday. So we took it. Well, I think, and also huge credit has to be given to Rachel, who put up with you sending me about 60 tapes um, from various places overseas. So so just big credit there from me, frankly. Yeah, and also the people in random cafes throughout Paris <laughs> and Berlin and Bruges who are listening to this very Australian man talk about a sport they don't care about. Yeah, obnoxiously loudly probably speaks here, just really giving them your point of view. Oh, oh definitely. Mm. Mate, um, how awesome was this Women's World Cup we just experienced? What no, a serious time to be alive. Brilliant. And we managed to sneak it in before coronavirus stopped all sport from happening. So that was good. I was just saying this to Heidi earlier in the show. If, that, if the tournament had been played a week later, it would have been game over. Forget about it. It wouldn't have been able to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like I got tickets to the Australia-New Zealand men's game on Sunday, and that's all getting refunded now because it's behind closed doors. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I've got a lot of thoughts about that one-day series, and that just seems to be the most wild take of all of it. But, mate, do you just want to give me your thoughts about the World Cup before we get there? Um, yeah. What, what were you surprised by? What were your favourite bits? Just give me an overall Spinksy view of the whole thing. Well, I was surprised about how much Australia actually seemed to struggle at the start of the group stage. Mm. Because, you know, this is probably Australia's best and most complete sporting team in any sport that we have at the moment and that first game against India squeaking a win past Sri Lanka um, and getting really close against New Zealand which was a must-win match uh, that was actually the biggest surprise for me about how rough they were going and how they managed to turn it around following Elise Perry's injury I mean that was a huge hit interesting thing about Elise Perry is that they didn't really miss her batting because she only batted a couple of times in some of those matches but the ones that they won Alyssa Healy Beth Mooney Meg Lenning Mm. uh, and Ash Gardner they did all the work Yeah. so Elise Perry I think only got a the highest score of the tournament was about 21 off 15 so they didn't actually miss her batting too much which is great, right? Like, I mean, it obviously we never want to see Elise Perry injured ever in any reason, but it's great to see that no. our middle order can hold up without her there. Yeah, and she she has been batting at five as well. So, like, she's normally, you know, opener or first drop for the sixes. Batting at five in this team, she, she wasn't as missed as, you know, she may have been three, four years ago. 
Yeah, and, and like, you know, it's part of the incredible development of this squad, Spinks, which is just like, to be honest, completely nuts. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And you're right, like, they were super scratchy early on. Like, we just eked out enough wins to get us, to keep ourselves going. And I, like, early in the tournament there, like, I thought South Africa were looking really good. India were looking really powerful. England, I mean, the poor old Palm Spinks. Heidi said it before, but I'll say it again, you know, the, missing out on that final there with the match yeah. being abandoned was well, pretty they tough. Got done in by, they got done in by rain twice because if the match, uh, the final group match, South Africa versus the West Indies, that was rained out and that gave South Africa the one point for the washed out draw to put mm. them top of the table. So if England had been top of the table, they would have been playing that match against Australia in the semifinals. Oh. Oh, Spinksy, what a series of what ifs, mate. What a what a yeah. wild series of what ifs. Um, who impressed well, you? Well, the with- West Indies were a team that could have knocked South Africa off the top spot. So, you know, you many re- what ifs. Do you reckon, mate? Do you reckon? What did you make of the Windies, Spinks? Well, they've just got so many power hitters. Like, the West mm. Indies, it's just their archetype. And if like, T20 cricket is suited to that. And so, on a good day, they could have taken South Africa out. And in uh, what are on the South African front, I talked about it a little bit before, but this Laura Woolvart character, what an what an absolute dynamo! She was diabolical, mate. She was smashing them all yeah. over the joint. I would not want to bowl to her. <laughs> I don't want to bowl to anyone. I can't bowl, but specifically her. Specifically, particularly her. And mate, uh, fast forwarding to the final itself, like wasn't that a wonderful event? Eighty six thousand, yeah. something like that. 86,174 was the final count. Awesome. Absolutely. The one time I wish awesome. I lived in Melbourne. <laughs> never never before or after has that thought crossed your mind, Spinks, but in that in that particular moment. Um, pal, so here's, here's something I proposed to Heidi earlier, and I'm interested in your thoughts in it. The Australian team that played India in the first game and the Australian team that played India in the final, what was the difference between those two sides? Like, what do you, what do you think was the difference in how they turned up and, and applied themselves? I, I liken that to um, setting up a total in a T20 game and chasing a total in a T20 game. Mm-hmm. Because first game of the group table, you don't know what the other teams are going for. You're not sure what the expectations are on yourself, on the other teams. And so you're kind of finding your way at the very beginning. And so same as setting up a big total at, in the first innings of a match. You're finding your way and you're kind of setting the platform as you go along. Whereas in the final match, it's do or die. It's much like chasing sure. a, uh, a rain-lessened total. You've got a Duckworth-Lewis score in front of you and you have to hit that and you have to hit that quickly. So I think that's just the two different approaches. Mm. Mm. Mm, good analysis, Spinksy. This is why I have you on the show. This is the sort of oh, thank you. the sort of depth that you bring to this podcast, mate. Um, for our last thing I wanted to mention was the team of the tournament. So the team of the tournament is as follows: uh, Beth Mooney, obviously, um, Shafali Verma from India, uh, Alyssa Healy, Meg Lanning, Heather Knight. Uh, Laura Wolvart, Nat Siver, uh, Skyler, uh, Jess Jonathan, Megan Schutt, and Sto- Sophie Eccleston with uh, Yadav rounding it out there. How do you feel about that, Spinksy? Does that feel pretty on the on the money to you? Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that because uh, Beth Mooney and Schutt topped the runs and the wickets totals for the tournament, but they only got that in the final game. I think before that it was, uh, was Heather Knight, I think, second place for yeah, England. Yeah, she's right up there. And she played, she played two less matches. So, you know, I think that's pretty fair. 
that yeah that 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 pretty much tracks um yeah i'm happy with that <laughs> mates uh, what about this odi series that's coming up well, against the kiwi before, oh, sorry we, before we get to that bit i do just want to say that watching the final is the first time watching uh, short-form cricket, men's or women's code, that it took me back to when I was about 12 years old mm. and I'm watching Adam Gilchrist and Matthew Hayden at the top of the order. Just one of them, the wicketkeeper, going bang, boom, bust for an incredibly quick 70. Yeah. And then the Matthew Hayden character just sitting around to see the innings out with another 70-odd not out. That's what Healy and Mooney did for that match. And it was just absolutely brilliant. I've never been so secure watching <laughs> a game going, I'm going to have a good night. They really did dominate, huh? Like, they they were a whole like, different like class. Healy got dropped on, what, the fifth ball of the game, and Mooney was dropped about two balls later, and you just was, was watching that going, oh, India's not going to have a good time. No, it's going to be a tough day. three sixes in a row. Oh, and they, and they, like, you know, there's a lot of talk, and I was part of that talk leading up to the tournament about how, how Alyssa Healy was out of form or out of touch or, you know, whatever. But far out, wasn't she extraordinary through the whole tournament? I mean, she played her game, that aggressive game, and it, and it really did pay off. Um, what yeah, a she had three player. scores of 65 and up. And she had a couple of low scores, but when she did have a low score, Ash Gardner and Meg Lanning were hitting around 50-odd. And look, Ash Gardner had a great tournament. Like She's not to be underestimated. Uh, same with Beth Mooney, man. Like Topping the run scoring, high score of 81, not like... She averaged 64 with the bat, Beth Mooney, in this tournament. Like, isn't that extraordinary? That's just unreal. That's unreal for ODI cricket. It is unreal for ODI cricket, let alone bloody 2020. It's nuts, Spinksy. Nuts. Oh, yeah. And, and Mooney and Jonathan, both in the final as well, were trying their damnedest to try and get the player of the match award from Alyssa Healy in the field. I think Mooney caught three, Jonathan caught two, bowled two, stopped everything going over the boundary. It was absolutely, it was brilliant. Mate, JJ is quite extraordinary. Um, in yeah, the and field. she had a rough game against South Africa. She yeah. she was bowling at 9.5 and over or something. Oof. She she had a rough one before the match before. And that's what champion players do, pal. They can just turn it around. They can just turn it around. They can turn the beat around, Spinksy. That's all I'm saying. They yeah. Turn and, it around. And that team is just filled with them. Top to bottom. It's, you know, you could, yeah. you could almost do an Australia against the world like they used to do 15 years ago, and that would be an entertaining match. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. And, and like, Heidi and I mentioned this a little earlier on, but um, I was really impressed with Thailand, especially that game where they it ended up being rained off uh, the Pakistan innings, but they batted so well. You know, they, they really turned Ooh. it out and... Yeah, they were great. Well, it's what I was saying to my father-in-law whilst I'm watching it is like women's cricket over the you know the past 15 years, a lot of your runs are scored behind square on the offside and square on the onside. But in this tournament, you're seeing more and more runs being uh, scored straight at the wicket, the cover drives and the on drives. And they are the hardest cricket shots to play. And more and more teams and more and more countries have got batsmen who are able to crack the ball straight down the wicket. And that shows that women's cricket has been a great spot. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent, Spinksy, hundred percent, mates. Let's let's talk about this ODI series coming up. Uh, Michael Clark came out recently and said that um, you know it was a dead rubber that it didn't make any sense to be playing it, and clearly they were only playing it for the cash. And now Corona has come into the equation and removed all ticket sales. So I throw to you, Spinksy, uh, what the heck is the point of this ODI series? Why, why are we doing it? What's, what's, why? I'm not entirely sure. Like, I was happy because I missed the entire summer of cricket and I was going to be able to watch 
one cricket match when I got home. And now that's been taken away from me. So I kind of don't have to do it myself. <laughs> I like it how you're viewing an international pandemic as a personal attack. <laughs> well, it was. I go to Europe and all of a sudden they're saying coronavirus. On the trip home, flying home from London via Singapore, I had this uh, 65-year-old Thai woman sitting next to me and my wife. And she's got the face mask on. And as soon as we sit down, she just takes the mask down, looks at us and says, don't worry, I'm not from Wuhan and I'm not sick. I just don't want to get sick. So don't freak out. Cool, cool, cool. She's obviously yep. experienced enough casual racism to uh, sink a small ship from the looks Oh, like. just a little bit. Just a touch. Just, just a tiny amount. But, oh. you know, we were, getting off, we were getting off the plane and we're getting our, our temperatures taken and tested whilst we were going Seriously. to Singapore airport. I believe this came about to ruin my holiday. Yeah, no doubt, Spinks. No doubt. You know, there's no doubt that it was a cabal of uh you know of cricket hating people somewhere out there in the world tennis players potentially who got together who got together to mildly inconvenience me they're <laughs> just dastard though. and what a plan it was too what a plan and what an execution um quite <laughs> quite a while really uh yeah man i don't know like i i, I was relatively interested in this series but i was also feeling like you know once footy season starts and given how elongated this cricket season has been, like dating oh, right back it's to the just so World much Cup. big bash. Oh, and so, so much big, big bash, bash Spinksy. And it, it, it kind of just, they, they halt all other cricket over our, like our Christmas period whilst the big bash is off, other than the men's test games. All other domestic cricket stops just so the big bash can have its place. But that surely should have been prime time for the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Yep. We have the Women's World Cup on and we're playing Big Bash. Yeah. I don't know. I love know, the Big man. Bash. I mean, sure. I do. But we were hosting the World Cup. And same as the uh, men's ones later in the year. It's in September or October. No, Spinksy. Come on now. Seriously? And I think that's in New Zealand, correct? Oh, hell's teeth. So Bleeding heck. You, you have the chances to have, you know, our best, our biggest tournaments, international tournaments um, in your home season. And they're still pushed to the fringes. So, yeah, rather frustrating. Oh, mate. The, the ICC's just got to get it together. The only good news about this ODI series upcoming is the uh, retro kits. That is the only good news. That is the only thing that is happier that I'm excited about. The rest of it, I'm, I'm pretty over. No crowds. Oh, we have to pay for No, well, we've got to make their it. money back somehow. So they've released these kits and more people will buy the merch. <laughs> it's all a merch sales exercise, Fixie. What a disaster zone. Do you know what I'm going to do, mate? This is my small protest. I am not going to cover the end of it. This is my last episode for the summer of Two for None. This is it. I'm calling it, Spinks. I'm calling it now. These are just charity games happening after here. Why wouldn't we end the summer with the glorious victory at the MCG in front of 80, 80, 80 odd thousand? Why wouldn't we end it there? Exactly. Exactly. I think the only thing that we should do is if Australia does lose, is that we just post a photo of Michael Wood. <laughs> it's really sad. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, not only are these games not important, but they still lost. Yeah. So, yeah, I've enjoyed that. I love that, Spinksy. I think that's a brilliant idea. I'm actually, uh, I've actually got to go this evening to go and see Michael Wood in a play. I'm going to see Michael Wood oh, yes. and everybody uh, at the, the King's Theatre. The show Cross is Theater. going to be very, very good. 
Yeah, in critics arriving, Sphinxy. Critics arriving. Um, so I'm going to go and go and see that right bloody now, mate. But thank you um, so much for, for being on the line with me, Sphinxy. And thank you, mate, for all of your tapes that you did and for all the work you put in over this massive summer. You've been a wonderful addition to the pod and I really appreciate all your effort. You're a legend. Oh, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. And I want to just say best wishes to the rest of the Two for None team whilst we have this break for a couple of months and look forward to seeing them when the tests start in Bangladesh, if they happen. If they happen indeed. Thanks, Sphinxy. You're a legend, pal. We'll chat to you real soon. All right. Catch you later, mate. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much to Alex Spinks for all of his hard work. Uh, Heidi Cheadle, Adam Hassan, Roscoe Thatil, Tom K. Hawkey, Chris the Goodman, Goodrick Jai Singh, Michael Wood, and of course, the inimitable, the one and only Christopher T. Barty, who we'll hopefully hear some more from a little later in the year once we're back. I'm thinking this is going to be it, folks, for a couple of months uh, until the next test series. I reckon that we're just going to leave it here. If the Kiwis do beat us, I will give Michael Wood the opportunity to record a song um, to gloat a lot on this podcast we'll just give him a Michael Wood special but failing that um, I reckon that'll just about do us I wanted to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast um, it's really really kind of you and you've obviously been spreading the word around a lot to your friends and, and family members and anybody who likes cricket you know this is me ladies and gentlemen in my bedroom in Sydney talking to my friends from around the world about a game that I really love and and the fact that a lot of you have got on board with it and enjoy it as well is is really beautiful. So thank you so much for that, folks. Um, I'm going to take a few months off. I will let you know when we're back. In the meantime, make sure you like, rate, review the podcast. You share it with a few friends. Get onto Facebook and search Two For None, T-W-O-F-O-R-N-O-N-E, and come and join our little silly community of humans out there posting cricket memes at each other. And um, take care of each other out there, folks. It looks like the next couple of months with coronavirus and everything can get a bit scary. Um, So make sure you're just looking after each other. You're looking after people around you and... And you take it real easy. Yeah. Um, stay safe. Stay safe. All right. That's enough from me. Thanks so much, ladies and gents. Love your work. We'll see you soon. All the best. And go those legs. Go those legs.